Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we start drinking at four instead of three, but forget that we have all high ABV alcohol in the in the fridge. And yeah, it just kind of cancels each other out, and we're even more drunk than when we were last time, which is awesome. I don't know who's on the show with me, to be perfectly honest. I know Craig and Garrick are here with me. <laughs> so it's a Damoc article and me. Woohoo! Who's that? Who's that talking? That sounds sexy. Who is that? Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole's a man of very few words. Most of those words are Bob Dole. <laughs> you heard him. You heard D there. How you feeling, D? Not too shabby, you know. Out a few bucks, you know, because I had to buy a new fridge. But other than that, I'm all good. Oh, did you get one of those kick-ass Samsung fridges with, like, the computer on the front that you can surf Pornhub with? Fuck, no, that's too much money. Bad enough I forked out, like, 1300 1200 what the hell did you get for 1300 LG. It's a nice LG. It's got a, uh, you know, the French open uh, doors, and then at the bottom it's got the big pull-out drawer for the freezer. Like, does it have a, a water thing in it at least? Yeah, it's got a nice thing. Yeah, a water thing is like an extra 800 If you want the whole fancy uh, front panel, you're spending like four to five grand. Shit's gotten expensive around here. Damn. Like, I, I, I was semi-hard when you said new fridge, and then you started describing all that, and I've gone completely limp. That's because I'm a stingy bastard. I ain't spending no four grand on a fucking fridge. Although, having Pornhub would be kind of uh, amusing, except I got small kids, and I think the wife would kill me. <laughs> Do, but could you imagine you wake up, middle of the night, you gotta go grab some water or something out of the fridge, you walk up, you start tapping on the fridge, there's Pornhub, so you rub one out. The best part of waking up are just droplets in your cup. Oh, that's wrong. That's <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> oh, man. And we got Damoc joining us. How you feeling, Damoc? Ah, I'm alive still. Yay, it's Friday. That it is. That it is. And we got Article joining us tonight. How you feeling, Article? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? I think I've already... Uh, count, or, uh, accommodated that question with drunk noise well first part or first segment of the show what is everybody drinking for the love of god d what are you drinking man i'm actually partaking in some dogfish head namast white belgian style whip beer so this is uh pretty cool it's got uh, it's of course a belgian style whip beer but it's uh brewed with orange uh flesh and peel fresh cut lemongrass a bit of coriander peppercorns yeah so it's it's actually pretty tasty it's got uh, only 4.8% alcohol by volume, but it's a, it's a tasty, just relaxing beer, man. That is very, very complicated, like what you just had going on there. That was a, that was a lot of complication there. <laughs> Eat good beer! What are you partaking in, Article, if you're partaking in anything? Uh, just a little stuff. Uh, I think I had it last time, too, called Platinum Valley. Pretty good strain, nice little sativa. So, yeah. I'm also playing a game of Apex Legends, which I'm almost done with, but not quite finished. Nice. So where are you, Damoc? What are you drinking, man? Uh, I'm double fisting as usual with uh, Devil's Backbone 16 point and this, is it Elysian Space Dust? It's pretty damn good. I don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, Space Dust is fantastic, man. That's a hell of an IPA. That's very hoppy. Uh, yes, very hoppy, very good, and it mixes very well when you drink from 16 to Elysian. <sighs> nice. Oh, that sounds like Article just uh, lost something in Apex. Yeah, we're down to the final two teams, and I just died. 
Was it super. a horrible death? Well, no, because I figured out where this guy has been hiding the whole time. Uh, but I, I, man, teammate is a fucking idiot. So he's gonna die. Wow, that was so bad. Okay, yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> well, I myself on uh, on what I'm drinking, I have moved on to. I was drinking a uh, uh, something stout. It was like ten point percent by volume. And now I've moved on to a Hardywood gingerbread stout. And to be perfectly honest, I cannot taste anything in this right now because I pounded <clears throat> that first beer, and it was it was not like a standard twelve ounce. It was like a thirty two ounce stout, and uh, thirty two ounces at ten ABV is it hits you pretty quick when you when you pound it. So I'm warm. I'm very warm. I, I normally would have like some. Hey, this is the Spears attack, and it's doing this on the fit. No, I got nothing. I'm drunk. It's good. Though. State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we just pontificate about what the hell we feel games are today. We are here at Article, but let's see if there's anything else you've been playing. You play anything else but Apex? Yes. I uh, played State of Decay 2 with you, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty fun. I gotta jump back into that. Yeah, that's a that's a really really fun zombie post apocalyptic game. Yeah, it, it it reminds me a bit of uh, was it Seven Days to Die? I don't know if you ever played that. But. Never, never have we stood up a server here <laughs> and tried to take down an entire skyscraper. Yeah, while somebody's so farming one's, ever. That was pretty good. We do not game. talk about Seven Days to Die anymore. It was ruined. I, I can't believe you know if I load up that freaking server right now that uh, that skyscraper is probably still falling. That's some fucking hefty lag right there. <laughs> so so quick quick story on this since we're, we're I'm rambling on about it. So we I started up a seven days to die server and we found a bunker in like this little town like this military style bunker. So we took it over not realizing that when we took it over zombies would spawn underneath us. So we first took it over, and zombies are spawning underneath us, and we're like, what the hell is this? Then we finally blockade off the whole bottom floors, which pretty much defeated the purpose of having a military base as or a military bunker as your friggin' home base. And then we found this skyscraper that was just not too far in the distance, and I can't, I, I know I died several times trying to get to the top of it, but after we got to the top of it, I remember, hey, how are we going to get down? There's a whole bunch of zombies below us. And I can't remember if it was Shadow or Damoc or me. Just jumped off the edge and said, oh, I'll collect all my gear later. And that was no. pretty much it. The express elevator down. I don't know. This was like a month into playing. And it was not me. It was Buffalo who just said, ah, I'll get my shit later and jumped off. I was that not was there. It. Yeah, I was too busy building a massive underground base. Which was funny because every time Shadow would farm up top, all of a sudden you'd hear Damoc. Why is everything going slow? Is Shadow farming again? And you just hear Shadow. No. Hmm. But yeah, then we got a. Then we got an. Uh, actually, I think I started that. I started tunneling underneath the skyscraper, mostly because I was just pissed that it was there and I wanted it to come down. So I, I, I started tunneling. And then people started tunneling with. We actually tunneled out completely under the skyscraper, and then stood back as we watched it like decay brick or uh, square by square. And then it just stopped. We're looking around going, what the hell's wrong? And the whole server just crawled, like lag central. And then you'd see some more of the building fall. And then it would crawl again. And we're like, uh-oh. 
fun stuff. But yeah, how are you like how are you liking State of Decay there, article? Um, it's alright. I, I think um the one thing I think that game is slightly missing is like just the like that that layer of ambiance that can make games like that kind of scary. Because I, I didn't really feel like the zombies were that much of a threat, if I'm being honest. Um, oh yeah, they're totally not. Until you get to the bigger ones, like the, the ferals, the ferals are terrifying. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like It seemed like most of it was pretty much a breeze, but it was the very start of the game, so I probably can't complain too much. Yeah, wait until you get a juggernaut. <laughs> and uh, the, the permanent death thing, I yeah. really, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence about whether I like or hate, but I really think I've come to like it because it gives you a sense of, um, you know, not urgency, but angst when you go out and you bring somebody with you. And because the AI isn't exactly fantastic in that game, so you get up against something big and they're just going to run out and start shooting it. Or if they only got a melee weapon, they're just going to go out and start carving this thing up. And like a juggernaut, a juggernaut is just going to wreck your face. <laughs> There's nothing about that that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's totally entertaining. We uh, if we can get a group of like three or four of us going on that, it makes the game so much easier. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a larger party would probably have a a pretty uh, well, not make the game different per se, but it would add like just an, another layer. What about you, Damoc? What's your city games there, man? When I'm not screaming at my monitor over Borderlands Three being an epic faggot exclusive, I'm screaming <laughs> at my monitor. <laughs> When I'm playing Borderlands 1 Enhanced Edition, because damn it, I'm only level 7, and all my quests are level 10, and I can't kill the damn guys to get there. Dude, didn't they, like, I really feel that the Enhanced Edition, they knocked out of the park. Like, they took Borderlands 2, the engine from it, and they made Borderlands 1 in it, and just so many quality of life improvements. Oh, quality of life all over it, graphic improvement, and... It's stable. I don't have to go in and look up all the tweaks to make it run right and make it run smooth. It's fantastic. I'm really enjoying the Enhanced Edition. I need to try the Borderlands 2 high-res packs that came out for Steam as well soon. I gotta check those out, yeah, especially since I'm running a 4K monitor, so I might actually benefit from it for once. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to play. And I forgot how much I missed the original Borderlands. That game was so damn fun. Well, dude, so I love the original Borderlands, but it is like, okay, no offense to these guys, but the original Borderlands is hard to go back to. The Enhanced Edition makes it easier to go back to, much easier. It doesn't make it easier. It was like playing a whole new game. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I can get agree there. I told you, though, I'm, like, sitting there in chat going, dude, you guys got to play this. This is amazing. And I'm getting, like, the, uh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're playing, like, this is a completely different game. Well, I mean, let's be fair. Every game that comes out that... To be fair. <laughs> but every game that comes out that has an enhanced edition is normally pretty shit. I love Valve, and I love Half-Life, but Half-Life Source was shit. Now yeah, the, it was pretty shit. Yeah, the Black Mesa mod that's done by the fans is phenomenal, redone on the Source engine properly. But 
Uh, so many games with the Enhanced Edition are normally garbage. So you said Borderlands 1. I already knew it's a sketchy game. It's going to take me forever to tweak it so that I can get it to run smoothly. I'm like, damn, I love the story, but fuck, this is going to suck. Nope. I installed it. I launched it. I picked my resolution. I picked the Mac frame rates and uh, turned off V-Sync. Fucking great. Yeah, it really is amazing. Like, they knocked it out of the park with it. I'm so excited. I'm actually on my second playthrough now with my Siren because of it. Because I finished it with my Siren, and I was like, man, all right, I'm done. I'm not going to play again. And then the Enhanced Edition came out, and I'm like, I actually want to go through on my second playthrough now. I, I want to play this game. It's awesome. It's great nostalgia, too. It's Borderlands 1 has so many memories. Borderlands 1, I think, has some of the better guns in the out of the two, anyway. Oh, if yeah. Sad. I had a shotgun in that game that was an assault rifle, and dear God, it just destroys everything. <laughs> I gotta find that. If you don't kill it in one shot, it's not a jack-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, such a good game. Such a good game. What about, what, anything else? You've been, you've been playing anything else or just pretty much cramming down that? Uh... I've been pretty much screaming at my monitor over Borderlands 3 for a while. And then, yeah, I've just been playing Borderlands 2 now. What about you, D? What's your state of games there, man? Well, I actually went old school. I, got, I went uh, classic. Um, I picked up uh, Tales of Destiny 2, which is a rare title, and it getting expensive for the PlayStation. And that's uh, one of the earliest ver you know, of the Tales uh, series. Well, one of the earlier, not earliest, but one of the earlier ones that we got in the United States. So that was great to start uh, replaying that a little bit. Um, I also picked up a game called Vast Steel. It's a working design title for the um, TurboGrafx-16 CD-ROM add-on. And it's almost like a Command and Conquer-ish type game, uh, except with mechs. And when you battle, like say you land, you move your um, character onto the square that's occupied by like an enemy. Uh, it's actually like a top-down, and you can you know, steer around and try to dodge and hit them, and you could actually you know, wind up destroying theirs. Or they could destroy you, even if uh, something's outmatched, depending how well you play. Uh, so it's pretty neat. It, it's it's a neat take on the, uh, you know, strategy game. So it's a pretty unique title. And I've also been kind of replaying uh, Final Fantasy IV, a.k.a. Final Fantasy II, uh, here in the United States. But uh been replaying that. Just kind of on a nostalgia kick this week. Oh, I gotta ask, what the hell made you bring back Final Fantasy IV? Like, when anybody thinks Final Fantasy nostalgia, they I, I, I honestly can't think of anybody who goes to four other than me. Um, well, I've played, I play a lot, I've played a lot of six, and, you know, it's one of my absolute favorites, but four's kind of cool, because it's still that more fantasy, but almost the older graphics, because, you know, I started off in the very first one on the Nintendo, and I still replay that from time to time, and I just had a, I just had an urge, man. Can't really explain it, I just was like, I feel like playing this. Hey, I'm not knocking you, Final Fantasy four is, is my favorite, so, there's that. But I still, I, I still like it, just because six is like, you know, my favorite. Four is a close right behind it. I've always loved four as well. Yeah, I can vouch for that. He definitely has. I love, I mean, I love six. And I love six because, like, four compared to six, six has got so much more of a length of game and so much more of a variety in the game. Um, but four, just, just because it was the first Final Fantasy that I really, really dug into. So that's why it's got that special place in the heart for me. But yeah, dude, totally. I mean, awesome. I'm glad. I'm stoked. I've been enjoying it. Really, I can sit down and play any of the Final Fantasies pretty happily, except for, like, you know... Mystic Quest. Tw 12, even Mystic Quest, <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy, but it's kind of like a, 
it's like it got a good story. It's got some good things going for it. I mean, it's got a good storyline. It's too easy and all that stuff, but it's got a good storyline. It's fun to play just if you're just sitting there drunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've played through Mystic Quest and I can I can vouch for that. But the um, the one I really don't. I mean, twelve. It's just more the battle system that irked me a little bit on twelve on the PS2, and I didn't really like thirteen and thirteen two that much. Yeah, see now you're you're getting into territory where I was frustrated because everybody was trying to shift to that MMO style of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and Final Fantasy XII, coming from Final Fantasy XI, mind you, Final Fantasy XII really just kind of thrusted into that MMO style of gameplay, but it wasn't an MMO, so it kind of felt cheap. I guess. Is I almost I, thought it felt jarring because it was like, it's like, okay, you know, Final Fantasy trying new battle systems. That's cool. That That's cool. They've done it before. But it, it they didn't do it well in 12. I just found it kind of jarring and obnoxious, really. Yeah, I think they mastered it in 15. Um, 15 is fantastic. I love 15. 15, they got it right. They fixed it. I just yeah. didn't particularly care for it in 12. Yeah, 12 was kind of like, hey, we're going to try this out. And it didn't quite work out in my opinion yeah 13 was like well we're gonna try to go back to the turn-based thing but leave but not all the way kinda. and then it's like no that didn't work and then 15 of course because 14 was an mmo again but yep. uh 15 yeah I, I agree 15 really nailed that i gotta go you know what i gotta go back to 15 because yeah i gave it kind of a bad uh a bad a bad uh draw there because i was expecting since it came right after Final Fantasy fourteen, I was expecting that same Final Fantasy twelve treatment. So I, I didn't play it at all. And then, all, and then I played it on one of the 24-hour streams, and I only allotted about an hour and a half to it. And I realized how bad of a decision that was. Yeah. At the hour and a half mark, and I'm like, I want to continue playing this. I don't want to play anything else right now. I want to play this for the next 24 hours. Yeah, but I mean... But I mean, just just you know, for uh, for understanding out there, it's like I, I don't knock Square for trying something different. In fact, I appreciate them not to let something get too stale. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Totally. It just it just didn't work for me. But I mean, some people really like Twelve. But uh, you know, yeah, and Twelve. You know what? At some point in time, I'm gonna go back and play Twelve simply to get the story out of it. The <clears throat> story's I've, pretty good. Yeah, I've always loved see Final Fantasy's stories, and that's why I like Final Fantasy Four so much. Is because I mean, graphics-wise, the game is horrendous compared to now, but the, the story in it, just how they were able to pack so much story. And then when they got to Final Fantasy VI, like, the, just how they were able to pack so much story to give so much life to characters, to, to friggin', what, 16-bit sprites on the screen? I honestly think with the with the uh, with the RPGs, I think Final Fantasy VI might have been the plat might have been the epitome of it. Yeah, right there, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I I give Final Fantasy six or Final Fantasy six um, like major props, but man, there were so many good RPGs around that time. Oh my god! I mean, even from even even other good RPGs from Square. I mean, PlayStation. I mean, let- let's um, let's let's just hands down say it. The game came out long before Final Fantasy VI, but Chrono Trigger is still a pinnacle of RPG for the classic retro gaming. Oh yeah, I meant it was Final Fantasy VI was more of a, a pinnacle for the Final Fantasy series specifically. So oh oh yeah oh definitely yeah yeah definitely, no definitely. but let, let, I mean as far as RPGs oh cr- hands down Chrono Trigger is one of my absolute favorites. I love that game. 
Yeah, I mean, there were so many good RPGs that came out. Chrono Trigger, um, Legend of Lagaya, Le- uh, Legends of Evermore, or... Um, Secret of Evermore, Evermore, Secret of Mana. Legend of Lagaya was on the PlayStation 1, and that was a neat one with a really neat battle system where you unlock combos. What was that one that was for the Super Nintendo? Legend of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Illusion of Gaia. Thank you, thank you. Which was actually part of a trilogy. What? Yes. I'm only just now hearing of this? Okay, the, the I have two of the three. Illusion of Gaia, of course, but the I think it was the first one was uh, Soul Blazer, which I also have. Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, and Terranigma. Terranigma. And the last one, Terranigma, although it was heralded as being the best of the three, was never released in the United States. Motherfuckers. <laughs> it was released in Japan. It was released in Europe for PAL version. We got fucked out of an awesome game. <laughs> well, fuck, if it's released in PAL version, we can get a hold of that yeah, shit. Yeah, I was just going to say, we can definitely get that. Well, I've got a... Um, I, I need to play those games. It'll only work on a traditional Super Nintendo, but I've got a copy of the, uh, of the converted over, like the uh, translated, or the Terranigma that they got put on a um, repro cart, so I've got one of those. Um, cool. Just so I can play it. I just want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I also... But, so Illusion of Guy is the middle game. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was the middle... Was Terranigma the last one? Yeah. So Yeah, Soul Blazer was the first, yeah. So you're telling me that we've been playing a sequel this whole time and thinking it was, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> yes. Man, dude, are we could, fucking dude, dumb. That game, that game was fun. Yeah, that I love it. I love... Really fun. <laughs> yeah. I still have it complete and boxed. I kind of, I really miss those types of games where, like, I think, well, it, it's still true that music plays a large part in games, but there was just something more to it then where it's like, you, you still had to rely a lot on imagination because, you know, the sprites were not nearly detailed enough. Bro, are you <laughs> tell me you want me to send you a Super Nintendo and some games? Because I can do that. I'm telling you I will not return to sender. <laughs> that... that... That may, uh, that may be going in a box soon, along with the Raspberry Pi I keep saying, which is still sitting on my desk because I'm a lazy sack of garbage. Uh, yeah, I would actually like that Raspberry Pi now because I've been getting into programming and I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Um, yeah, have you guys ever played, do that. Have you ever played the Golden Sun games? Yes, I have quite a few of them here. Fuck, they sound so familiar. Those are so fucking legit. I'm not, they're like, they were made for like the Game Boy, I can't remember. Advance. What yeah, yeah, like Advance or SP or whatever the fuck. But, um... Yeah, they're super fun, man. Like they're like a combination of um like almost Pokemon in a sense and Final Fantasy. Like it's a lot of magic, a lot of like items and everything that you need. Uh you also get like weapons and such. But then you also get like find these weird little creatures that give you like that grant you like special abilities and shit. I don't know, it's weird, but it's fucking cool. Really, really And of cool course games. A, and of course the Fire Emblem series has been a fantastic staple as well. That's a bit different, though. That's more turn-based strategy. Turn-based strategy, yeah. Dude, yeah, but, you know, like, when I think of RPGs, like, when I think of old-school RPGs, I think of Dragon Warrior all day mm. long. Yeah. Like, the original Dragon Warrior, having to go into that dark freaking tunnel to save the princess from that damn dragon, create the rainbow bridge out of the, the raindrop, and the... It was, you know, all, I have all four of them here. Yeah, but that original one is always going to hold like a huge place in my heart because that. Yeah, was... I mean, I've I've got the original boxed and everything else. I've got the only one I don't have boxed is number, th- no number two. I don't have boxed. But but even playing that like that game was fun. But going back and trying to play that now is just fucking frustrating. I got my daughter playing it. 
Dude, that there's that one mission where you have to like find the flute or whatever. <laughs> the flute of Edward. Oh or yeah. yeah, fuck I that. Search. Fuck that mission. I died every time trying to find that stupid fucking musical instrument. And then that remember that fucking metal slime. The one that wrecks your face? Like the super you, rare you metal slime. Nothing yeah. fucking yeah. works on it. Either you yeah. miss it or you then it runs away. Point of damage. And it doesn't matter how beefed up your characters are. Like nothing. I killed that thing once because I managed to, I think, put it to sleep or something. Yeah. Oh my God. It, was, it, it wasn't even worth the experience because it only has like fucking 20 health. You just have to be able to hit it enough time before it runs away, really, or wrecks your face. Oh, man. I just want to... The worst thing that happened to me on the original Dragon Warriors, I was all beefed up, but decided just to go back near, like, wandered near the beginning of the game, I was goofing off, and the game glitched. (laughs) You remember that one? I was so pissed because I hadn't saved in hours, and, like, my character's, like, (laughs) level 60-something, or 70-something, and the game glitched, and, yeah, Article remembers this one. I was so pissed. A regular old beginning of the game, the first castle you're in, Green Slime killed my entire party. Or not my entire party, my guy, because the first one had only one guy. Yeah. Killed my guy. A green slime. Two yeah, like hit the, points. One of the weakest <laughs> characters in the game. It just wouldn't Killed die. like a 70, level 70 character. It's like you hit it so hard. That, that the game you, glitched. Well, that it's like its health went negative and then just kept going negative and it wouldn't die. It was like Gandhi. You know, it went so, it went so passive it was aggressive. But I couldn't yes. run away either, so I started to keep hitting it. And then the thing started hitting me with high damage. I'm like, but it's a regular green slime. How is this possible? I'm like the king of weird fucking glitches, because I always get fucked by them. It mutated, and now it was an awesome slime. It was slime thing. Well, it slime fucked my character. You know what? I actually found another cool Super Nintendo. Uh, it's like an action RPG that I would never have thought by the name. I just never thought to play. But now that I have, it's actually pretty good. I'm starting to get into it. It's called Brain Lord. <laughs> okay. Look it up. It's actually a bit of fun. Brain Stupid. Lord. It has a stupid name. Box art that goes, what the fuck is this? But it's actually wicked good. That was like when I found this game called the Superhero League of Hoboken. I was like, <laughs> there's this game. Like, there's nothing about this game. And even the box, it was like this weird, like, sky blue, baby blue color. And it was some really bad hand-drawn, like, cartoonish superheroes on the front. Nothing about it said that this game was fun. And the game ended up being so much friggin' fun. I once got a game for the regular Nintendo that I thought looked kind of cool called Deathbots. Deathbots! (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) It was awful. And it was like a knockoff NES cartridge. A game is basically... It's the E.T. equivalent of whatever the fuck it is. It's awful. <laughs> like you, it, there's you can't tell what the fuck to do. There's seemingly no point, no rhyme or reason to anything. Trying to shoot other enemies is impossible. And even when you do like hit them or whatever, like there's no like some enemies just they like I don't even know they just don't die. Like it's fucking weird. It's death bots. <laughs> the game is so fucking stupid. But anyways, um, with Brain Lord, it's almost like um. Almost like an illusion of Gaia-ish type, like, feel to it. And it's actually by Enix, same group that made Dragon Warrior. Yeah, I remember. Yep. So, uh, I would say check it out if you have a chance. I'll, I'll think about it. I have to now. Yeah, I'm not going to forget the name anytime soon, that's for sure. But, Brain good Lord. game, weird name, great game, you know, great company. You know, the back, of course, shows it, I'm like, oh, oh, this looks good. 
But the front of it, I was like, what the fuck is this? See, like, I came across the game in the past so many fucking times that, you know, obviously not, I, I got yeah. it complete now. But I just always saw it, I was like, I wonder what the fuck Brain Ward is. And I've never picked it up in the past because I was always like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it doesn't look too appealing. <laughs> no, the cover, pretty the cover boring. looks, yeah, the cover of the art looks pretty boring. It looks like a cover to the movie Krull. Well, I thought, look at I, like what I first look thought, at game capture. I thought it. I thought floating Dracula when I when I saw that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, right. well, I was thinking I was thinking crawl because of that teleporting castle thing. Well, it was that was in Castlevania too. Yeah, I don't know the crawl as well as I know Castlevania. <clears throat> Touche. Um, so that's why I, I made that connection. Probably. All right. So point of inquiry here. Uh, I had an original NES growing up. I had about six games, and I did not have another game console until I fucked up and got a Sega Saturn for my birthday. That is not a fuck up. You take that back. I don't think that console's a fuck up. I loved it. I had no problems with it, but all the cool games that everybody was playing on PlayStation, I did not have on my Saturn. That That didn't upset me in the least. However, there are some good ones, which I do have. There are so many good games for the Saturn. It's ridiculous. And the games I have now on the Saturn, like the RPGs, are worth like 400 bucks a pop. Silver and all that crap. Fantasy stuff. Well, um, Lunar, Silver Star Story, and Lunar Blue is on the actual the CD, uh, Sega CD. But I'm talking about Magic Knight, Ray Earth, Albert Odyssey, uh, Shining the Holy Ark. Um, ha- have you ever played Silver? Lunar, Silver Star Story? Hang- um... Or is the game called Silver? No, the, I'm game, sorry. the game itself is called Silver. You should check it out. I have not. I will have to check that one out. I was so poor, I had Panzer Dragoon and Resident Evil. And yeah. Why? Panzer Dragoon. It's a good game. I wish Code I had Veronica? Panzer Dragoon Saga. Oh my god, Code Veronica. Fuck that game. Ugh. Fuck those stupid... I don't even know what they were. The, the frog zombie mutations. They're Dude, that game was fantastic, man. That thing was so much fun. Oh, yeah, no, I played it. It was actually one of the few Resident Evils I did actually play, like, all, all right. the way through. Let, let's circle back to the, the question part of this one. So, as somebody who has missed out on so many of these fantastic JRPGs that you guys have been playing, I know a lot of them have come to PC over the years. Is there a decent list of them that you would recommend on PC because the reviews are hit or miss across the board. Some of the Final Fantasies aren't good. Chrono Trigger has missing cutscenes on the PC version and people get pissed off. Which ones would you recommend? You just open up a can of fucking worms. Well, you were already talking about it and I missed it. Are you asking not just from the point of view of JRPG games? Like, are there just games in general that you would like uh, to be kind of filled in on uh any of the games from like you know past the original nintendo up to the sega saturn all that wonderful stuff in between i can definitely compile i could compile you a list of sega saturn games that would probably keep you busy for a while there are some great fucking games so i can i can give you games that are ported over to pc or games that you can find roms for and that you can play on pc with a keyboard or if you plug in a controller, you can play it with a controller. I mean, they were designed for a controller anyways. But there are so many great games. Like, okay, a, a great, for instance, is the, like, Chrono Trigger. 
they've done several re-releases of that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I want to say the PlayStation 1, minus the load times, which you put, some, put it on PC that actually eliminates all that, minus the load times, that is probably the definitive version, minus the, the DS version. Maybe the DS version is a little bit better. Um, but that, that dual screen crap that they did for Chrono Trigger was a pain in the ass. Final Fantasy VI, though, the GBA version, probably hands down, is the most definitive version that you will find for that game. Um, any port that they've done, I have not seen them top that G. I mean, really, all, like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, you, there are so many games to play when it comes to those old JRPGs. Chrono Trigger was re-released on the dual screen. Yeah, um, the DS. So if I would recommend that because that's going to be like probably the most legit port you'll ever find. Well, right? it was good, but it was missing a couple of things. And the PS version, I, I believe the PS version had, but the DS version probably I played was both. the most playable. So the, the first time I ever played Chrono Trigger was actually on the DS while I was like out to sea. Uh, and... That struck me. It was so good that then, like, when I finally got back home, at some point I found, like, a Super Nintendo and I actually played the legit version. I didn't really notice any any distinct differences. No, so the DS has got the the anime cutscenes, but the PlayStation version has that as well. Right. Uh, I believe the DS version also has some extra dungeons in it that the original did not have. Sorry, I'm just getting back. Are you talking about the DS Chrono Trigger? Yes. Yeah. That's actually considered by many to be the definitive Chrono Trigger. It's got, like, everything, and they did a really good job with it. So that's considered by most to be, like, the definitive edition. Since it's, like, that's what I'm saying. Since it's, like, legitimately Nintendo, like, I, I would trust that version probably the most. But Yeah. Okay. I take back my PlayStation comment. Go with the DS but, version. Well, still, PlayStation probably did a fine job with it, too. I, either one of those are good. I would just be wary of like PC ports and stuff like that because those the, yeah be faulty. So so the PC port, the, especially the one on Steam, while they've taken some time to try to fix it, it has had some major issues to the point that I was watching people stream it, and I was noticing shit that they weren't even noticing. Like there were, it was to the point that I I was almost crying that they were massacring this game. Pixels, like there were spots where pixels were like whole segments, whole 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 pieces of the background were shifted down five or ten pixels where they shouldn't be. Um, I think hmm. it was in the court scene, and that's where I finally turned it all off. I was like, nope, nope, can't watch this. The very beginning of the game where Chrono ends up going to court for, you know, knocking into the princess or whatever. Oh, right, right, right. If you look in the background, there's a whole bunch of people that are in the background, and one of their faces are is literally on their chest. <laughs> but it was it was actually for kidnapping the princess. Kidnap? Yeah, I was ki- sorry, kidnapping the princess. Sorry, princess. sorry. <laughs> it's just such a I came so close to my heart. No, it was just it it was like it was painful to watch, and I just went, I don't care if I I don't <sighs> care what happens to the rest of this game. I am literally crying watching how badly they messed up. There were parts where literally Chrono's head, you know, his spiky hair? Like, spikes of his hair were down at his forehead. <laughs> I was like, what? How did, how did this possibly pass Q&A? Their port of it had to be some, like, this 40-year-old virgin sitting in a basement going, well, Steam's paying me, so I better get this done. They probably just, they just dot PlayStation dot exe with everything. 
or whatever it was, PC even. Probably, yeah. It was it was horrendous. <laughs> no, but Daymok, man, there are there are so many games. Like, on honestly, if you haven't played it, Final Fantasy VI, go back and play it. It's it's probably the most reliable. Yeah, it's really good. I was just about to say that uh, comment on one of my weirdly favorite scenes out of like that gaming era is uh, of all of all games, Final Fantasy VI. The opera scene. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I loved it. Is it's so? I thought I was the only one that felt that way. That is like no. such a good fucking section of the game, even though it's so bizarre. Like. It was actually noted in a lot of like review magazines that a lot of people thought that that was like the pity, but they did an awesome job. They were creative. Uh, a lot of people actually enjoyed that. Really? It, it's, That's cool. It stepped, it stepped out of the box, especially really for did. gaming at the time. It stepped completely out of the box, and you're like, what the hell am I watching? And as you're doing it, like you're doing it for a reason, and yeah. there's a reason in game, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm doing this for a reason. And then you start watching it unfold, and you're like... This is actually good. Yeah. And even though they didn't have, like, the audio to work with, they did such a good job with what audio they could get out that you could get the feeling. It was really creative. Yeah, it was really good. Both artistically and technologically to get around all the limitations. See, that's why I like six more than, or three more than two or whatever. You know what one of my favorite parts of six actually was? The Haunted Mansion with the classical music playing in the background. Oh See, yeah, that was. And then you had to fight, and then you had to fight the demon and the and the and the painting. Yeah, for some reason, I just liked the creepy. You know, when it was haunted before you released the, you know, killed the demon and released it. It was just really cool ambiance. I liked it. Yeah, the thing about four though that I, I think strikes a chord with me is that heroic sacrifice always seems to like really get to me, mm. just on a, on a weird level. And in Final Fantasy four, there was so much heroic sacrifice in the. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I I kind of agree, but that's where it was like, like Final Fantasy three evoked emotions in me that like I was not aware existed. You know, like that like that opera scene oh, yeah. is, is prime example of that, where it was just like in any other circumstance, I would have probably been like, this seems stupid, you know, like, but it just is woven so well into the story and everything else, and uh, yeah, just very very uh, impactful. So now, if I'm going to pick up Final Fantasy six. Do I need to go buy a Game Boy Advance and the game and play it? Or is the PC port decent enough for me to play it on that? All right, goddammit, fuck the PC port. <laughs> fuck the PC ports. Okay, so so for Final Fantasy VI, the PC port is not that bad. One great thing that you can do with the PC port that you can't do with the GBA version unless you find a hacked ROM is you can actually take the orchestral music from... from the CDs that they made of Final Fantasy VI, and you can actually merge that into the game where yeah, you, have, you have the actual orchestral CD-quality music in the game. And while it it takes a little bit away from that retro kind of like feel from it, having that extra quality of music in there enhances it in a, in a completely different way. Um, now you don't have to do that. That that's actually a lot of work to do just to play the game. You can play the game as is, and the music is fantastic as is. Um, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. I'm I'm literally it begins with an N. Uh, something Umatsu. Uh, yeah, Nobu- yeah, him. He Why actually, am I so retarded right now? I'm like forgetting him. I have trouble names. Look, if you're listening right now, we're all drunk. Don't judge us. Yeah. but you know who we're talking about. The guy's an amazing composer, and. 
uh, to be perfectly honest, like this guy, like the way he just sees music and is able to translate it with the limitations that he had in that era, just blows my friggin' mind. Like I pick up a guitar and I start jamming out on a tune and I feel good that I'm jamming out on a, on a tune. I still go back and listen to some of these songs that they managed to play on these old 16-bit systems and an 8-bit system. And I'm just blown away. I'm probably going to butcher, but wasn't it Nobu Uematsu? Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm drunk. I don't, I like, I'm going to fucking correct you. So don't play the PC version. Go buy Game Boy Advance and Final Fantasy VII or VI. If, if you can, yes. If you can't, the the PC port is palatable. It's not like Chrono Trigger where they royally screwed that up. I think we, we, we're missing a big thing here. There's got to be some retro stores around you guys. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, oh, there's tons of retro stores, but a Game Boy Advance right now is over 100 bucks. Probably picking what? up Final Fantasy VI is going to be over 100 bucks. What? The retro stores around here are overpriced fucking garbage because... The all right, area... all right. I can get oh, you a Final Fantasy VI cartridge for like 35 bucks, real cartridge. I can get you a Super Nintendo for like 60 bucks right now. Dude, you should just get a Switch. <laughs> Actually, ironically, I can get you both of those because I have them sitting upstairs in a box. <laughs> well, I mean, I... That's, that's to pay for. As far as having, I do have extras of a lot of, not the Final Fantasy, but I do have extras of a lot of stuff here. Dude, you can you can literally all the titles we're talking about. I think you can just play on the Switch. But no, no, um, no. The Switch is starting to go back and add some old NES games, and they've added uh, Final Fantasy VII for fifteen bucks to the that you can play on the Switch. But um, you can play the old ones, unlike the Wii and Wii U. You can they play had quite an extensive amount. Okay, but you can play, and this is worth like any amount of money to me. You can play River City Ransom. Oh yeah, and good yep. God, I love that game. But I would honestly, I mean, I would honestly suggest. I mean, if you want me to, Damoc, I could pick up the stuff. You get yourself a um, that yellow, uh, white red cable. You, you get one of those to HD converters, and bam, there you go. Okay, I so one of those. I'm looking. So. I'm looking at Steam right now, and. The, the version that's on Steam actually looks comparable to the Game Boy Advance version because it's got the new sprites. It's got the updated artwork. I can't hear the sound, of course, because but it, it looks comparable to the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. A Game Boy SP here is about 40 bucks for good shape one. Yeah, so they've hipsterfied and retroed everything around here. So the good retro store went stupid with their prices they used to sell an nes for like 50 bucks and like eh, a little overpriced but they might you, you need to come up here and visit me and i'll bring you to the game stores around here that have some excellent prices yeah i need to make my way up there sometime besides it's right you know um i'm about an hour away from boston get your butt up here i'll tell you you get all the classics that you missed bam and they're not far away from my stomping ground so i could go up and chill out too Exactly, and I have a spare copy of Final Fantasy VII if you pick up a uh, PlayStation for 20 bucks. Now, that. I've seen people play most of the games that you guys have talked about, but since I never owned a system, I would sit on the couch and watch people play some of it, but never really get involved, and everybody seemed to enjoy it, but yeah. But now's your time. Your time is here. 
Yeah, that's true. I have the money to pick up some things now and try it out. And I've always wanted to try the old uh, RPGs that you guys always talk about. So, well, okay, because I have an extensive collection. You come up here, I let you test a bunch out, you see what you like, and we go get them. All right, I just made a complete and utter faux pas here. So I'm looking at the actual captures from the GBA. The Steam version is nothing like the GBA version. The GBA version is so much better. Like, hands down, so much better. Yes, go get a GBA and play it on that. Or, you know, go go Black Flag and uh, and find it on one of the sites. Dude, seriously, it's worth a playthrough. It, it is hands down worth a playthrough. You don't, they also usually have the stores near me, Damoc. I don't know about you, the more comfortable uh, uh, the Game Boy Advances are, is the original. And, like, they're charging, what, SPs around you for, like, 100 bucks. Yeah, like, everything is at least 100 bucks now. For one of the, for $100, you'll get a, um, an original uh, GBA that's been uh, modified and backlit, you know, uh, with an uh, actual uh, AGS-101 brighter screen from an SP. Well, can't you play Game Boy Advance games in a DS? Um, the earlier DS, yes. The earlier couple models of the DS, yes. Like the DS and the first DS Lite, after that they took it out. You could also, if you have a GameCube, get one of the game uh, DS GameCube uh, players. Or not DS, I'm sorry, the uh, the Game Boy Advance players for the, for the GameCube. I do have an old GameCube somewhere. And it just loads, it clicks onto the bottom, attaches to the bottom. You have to make sure you get the disc with it because there's a disc to start it off. Uh, which is usually the part that's missing. But yeah, then you can play uh, advanced games on your uh, GameCube. Wait a minute, how much are Game Boy Advances? Um, depends. I mean, SP around me is about 40 bucks, 34 for an original. Um, about that. Okay. Yeah, that's all I was talking about a modded, well, a really nice modded one. Yeah, the ones I'm seeing on like eBay. Yeah, don't don't hipsterfy stuff. It, it it just jacks it all up and it takes a big hipstery shit all over it, full of coffee grains and and fucking vape smells. Yeah, it's getting pretty bad around here. We go to buy a couple CDs or something, and now everything's on vinyl, and it's brand new albums are all on vinyl, and you're like, uh, no one listens to vinyl anymore, guys. Come on. It's yeah. it's actually been making a big return. It um, has, but but. Jesus Christ, like, back when vinyl was big, like, really big. When it first started. <laughs> there there was, a, there was, they made songs to play on vinyl because there was a specific sound that you got with it. You can't just take something and throw it on vinyl and be like, hey, here it is on vinyl. It just, it doesn't work that way. Also, you got to be careful because there's different speed, there's different qualities and speeds of vinyl as well. Uh, you want to make sure to be uh, careful with which, which ones you get. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to vinyl. I listen to tidal. I like flack, lossless audio. I like my little shit stack and my several pairs of headphones, and I enjoy my music. Well, I used to listen to a lot of vinyl because, of course, back in the day, you know, my dad had a lot of a lot of records from when you know that's what was out was vinyl. So I got to listen to a lot of old vinyl records like the uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Led Zeppelin. He had a lot of Frank Zappa, so you know, I always got to listen to a lot of vinyl, and he took really good care of it. He had the little thing to like gently clean it and oil it up and keep it all in perfect shape. And I had a vinyl. I had a player for a while when I was younger. Uh, vinyl. I had some, uh, you know, records. I had a forty-five player. That's all I had, man. Chipmunks Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we had that. <laughs> <laughs> like a boss. Actually, I did have that one too. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
If you if you actually played that on the slower speed, it, <laughs> it sounds regular. demonic. Yeah, <laughs> it does yeah. sound weird. It's so it's so bad. It's so bad, but it's so good. Like yeah, we used to play with this. I used to play with the speeds on it. Sometimes you get get some pretty sick sounding shit. Oh God, you you guys remember that movie, The Gate? Yes. No. Wait, 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 wait. Is that wasn't the one that we went to go see on Christmas, was it? No. Um, what was the name of that fucking movie? I've been trying to remember for years. I think the movie, years. was it Ninth Gate, Cecil, that you're talking about? No, no, no. It's called The Gate. It's about a couple of kids. They find a gate to hell in their backyard. Okay. Oh, I, I was referencing a, a, an old um, kind of horror movie where, um, yeah, that's that's not a couple kids. I mean, but he winds up unlocking the, the gates to hell, but... No, so so this is a movie where they they find a gate to hell in their backyard, and they actually get these little. It, they did it was claymation, and these little things came out, and they ended up killing it with a friggin' <laughs> fucking a toy rocket. You know those rockets that you set underneath yeah. and you launch them because it was the rocket of hope or whatever, and they launch it through its chest and they killed it. Yeah, the uh, the one I was talking about. Sorry, was uh, the ninth gate, and that it has it has a. Uh, Johnny Depp in it, isn't it? Johnny Depp is the main character. Yep, yeah. he was searching for this. He, he acquired an old, old satanic book yeah. called The Nine Gates. Yeah, so that was actually pretty cool. I liked that movie. Sorry, that's what I was thought you were referencing. Well, well, the reason I went to the gate is because in that movie, they had the thing where they were playing a record backwards, mm. and playing it backwards gave them this chant to close the gate. It was so bad, but it just reminded me, we're talking about vinyl, it just reminded me of that movie, of just playing it backwards. Like, remember the old the old urban legends of playing it? Yeah. I think it would have been better if they, they, they uh, looped it through fucking Teddy Ruxpin, man. No, fuck that noise. Or a Furby. Yeah, shit, that's a way to get me to shotgun a Furby. Well, shit, I mean, we've been rambling on here. We actually have questions. We have a lot of questions, by the way. So we gotta... Well, let's get, let's get to questions, because we rambled a whole hour. <laughs> We we got we got to crank th- we got to crank through these things right here. So, I sent us down a road of rambling. So, Zyberblood comes out with the first one. How do you feel about Google's Strata project? That's the first part of the question. Um, well, let's answer that. How do we how do we feel about the the Google uh, Strata project or how whatever how do you say it? I could uh, care less. I'm like, eh. I'm pretty excited about it. It is definitely going to be the way of the future. I don't know if it's there just yet, but of course this is going to be an alpha test of it. This is not a full production thing that they're trying. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is going to be the way of the future, man. Um, once they figure out the input lag on it, but with Google, like with Google Fiber and shit like that, with the higher speeds that we're getting, I think that lag is eventually just going to disappear. Yeah, we're still several years away from it. But for them to attempt it right now and try and get it off the ground in an alpha stage is pretty interesting to see. Run it all off a server, play all your games from a server, and not have to build a high-end PC. Google's been going that way for a long time, especially with their Chromebooks. Run everything uh, off the server. What it's Everything is uh, software as a service, uh, infrastructure as a service, all of it. But what I'm worried about, though, the why I'm kind of eh about it, is that a lot of people don't have the speed you'll need for that. There's a lot of rural area, you know, people left behind. It's going to take a while for that to get off, and I don't want them to get kind of frustrated and impatient and basically ditch it like they did Google+. Plus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I really think that this is the way things are going. In fact, I'm 
Wait, can it I? It is, be but I'm hoping they're not going to be too Steam early. Doesn't start going this way. But that's the that that's the point. Like, um, I do agree. I think that most forms of entertainment are going to become like the Netflix kind of route, right? Where like you have one location where everything is. You pay like some kind of a subscription fee, and then you just basically get to play whatever game you want, you know. But I don't know if Google's going to be the one to do it right. Or if they'll have the support, like the third-party support that they'll need to, to really kind of take over. The other thing I'm worried about is, is currently right now, it's like, if you've got, like, say, a game, like a, uh, a new developer that's like up and coming, and they hit it out of the park, and they become really successful, and you get a lot of good games. But with all, everybody having, like, a subscription services, I mean, how much is really going to be left for, like, you know, developers being able to make, like, new games versus just churn out some basic bullshit? See now that's where that's where I think the streaming thing is really going to help them because if you if you think about it from a constant revenue model gaming companies are always looking for a way to make constant revenue. Yeah. Uh, social games like Destiny, Anthem, Division, they've got or, uh, Overwatch. They've all got loot boxes, they've all got some sort of cosmetics that you can buy. They've all got ways of making constant revenue. I mean, look Which at Which I understand. Games right now. But but look at mobile games just as yeah. hands down. Like, mobile games are all about constant revenue. So of if, course. You th- if you think about it from that avenue, you've got a gaming service. Like, so let's take Netflix. Netflix pays for those movies to be on their service. They yes. They pay whomever. And those, those royalties go to those publishers or whomever, and then those royalties then filter down to whoever yeah. made the movie and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my question is, because, I mean, I'm probably just not fully understanding, you know, the background of this, is... You know, you pay, like, say, like, a service, like, you know, like Netflix. You just pay, like, a straight monthly fee. Everybody does. How do they divide up the revenue? Like, who deserves it more? Which publishers? You know what I mean? Uh, like, who uh, de- which developers, I mean? Netflix, how much did they pay to have, like, Disney movies and shit like that just stream for a bit of time on their servers? Right. But yeah, th- think- that's what I was curious. Is, I mean, are they, I mean, once everything goes to that. Right, right. So, it's not like it's, it's not going to be communism all of a sudden where, like, yeah everybody even like the worst developers out there get the same cut no whatever attracts the most business is definitely going to get the larger cut of the pie yeah and all i'm saying is netflix isn't shortchanging anybody anytime soon you know yeah they've been they've been doling out tens of millions to people i think that it's a little interesting the way you guys are coming at it because i'm not sure that's exactly how it works i believe that you're going to pay a monthly fee to access a quote-unquote high-end computer and on that you would load steam you would load fuck epic game store you would load your origin and then you would have to purchase your games that way and the service they would be providing is an absolute high-end gaming experience to you max out your frames max out everything and have a good time with it But you buy your own games. You still buy your own games. So developers are still going to get their money, and it's still going to be a fantastic thing. Google will probably introduce some type of their own store with a discount system in it. So kind of like Steam, you still, you know, you can access it. It's all like a centralized place. You buy your own games, but then you just have common hardware. Right. Pretty much gaming from the cloud, okay. Then right. you could just grab a one of those super cheap Chromebooks or whatever that only costs you 150 bucks, and you're like, okay, I use this, I log into my Google account, 
That's my high-end gaming PC, which is just a server running a shit ton of awesome hardware, and I pay $10 a month for it. Oh, that totally makes sense on the second part of the question where he says, and will this make obsolete the PC tuning race to keep up with building and rebuilding computers to play latest? That's Potentially, yes. That part, yeah. I think it could, yeah. Yeah, from that angle. From that angle, yeah. All right, next question. Besides the fact that you may have microtransactions, what's your top free, P- free PC game? Okay, besides the fact that they may have microtransactions, what's your top free PC game? Apex? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, I, I don't play a lot of free mobile games or a lot of free games, so pretty much Apex is the one that I've been playing that's free. Yeah, I mean, if we go if we break down to PC games, I can't really think of too many free games. Like, I mean, I, I absolutely loathe Fortnite. Uh, you, should, you know what? S- uh, CSGO. I really, really enjoy Counter-Strike Global Offense. That's not a uh-huh. free game. You have to yeah, buy it. it. Nope, you gotta buy it. It's free for me. Like... It was, like, when I went to the website, it was free. No, Global Offensive is not free. You still have to pay for it. It's not expensive, but you still have to pay for Global Offensive. Because it came out free to play for me. Counter-Strike Source was free to play. Now, Team Fortress 2 is free to play. I still think you guys rag on Fortnite too much. I mean, it's drawing away the little asshole, you know, (laughs) kids away from the rest of our games. Appreciate the Fortnite. Dude, no, Counter-Strike Global Offensive is free to play. Well, that's some bullshit, because I had to pay for it. (laughs) Okay, here, hold on, hold on. I'm going to post this. You tell me what it says. No, I I just... J-Muck got screwed. I just looked in Steam and checked it out, and you're right. It says free to play, but I'm pretty sure that was the game I had to pay for. It was like seven bucks. It wasn't expensive. Don't tell him I'm just being an asshole middleman. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I got I got some I got some Pokemon Go uh seven bucks, man. <laughs> oh god. Anybody else got any free games? Free PC games, I should say. Solitaire. <laughs> Minesweeper. I love it. No, see, they're not free though. You're paying for that with no, your life to Microsoft. Alrighty, next question. Uh oh Dreis. Okay, according to MXDWN.com. This is how the top 10 sales fall for 20 so far. Kingdom Hearts 3, Evil 2, New Super Mario Brothers, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Super Smash, Smash Brothers Ultimate Switch, Red Redemption 2, Ace Combat 7, NBA 2K19. How would you order these from what you've tried at or hate? Motherfucker. Wait, yeah, what? Just go over to ask your questions. It's much easier to read that than for read it again. <laughs> Honestly, I've only I've only played one game out of that list. That's Resident Evil. <laughs> Every other game on that list. I have Kingdom Hearts 3. I haven't played it yet, though. Wait, which question did you just ask? <laughs> uh, how would you order these from what you've tried and liked or hated? So, it's a long one about uh, according to... It's, it's a list of games, right? I haven't played okay, a okay, single game on that list. Not one. I played Resident Evil 2, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I also played... I've played a bunch of these. I've not played any of the other ones, though. Which ones have you played, Dave? Uh, I started Kingdom Hearts 3. So far, I like it. Okay. Um, I haven't really gotten too far. Um, Resident Evil 2, I watched you play. I haven't actually bought it and played it. But I've got the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe Switch, which is just a remake of the one from the uh, the Wii U. Okay. But I put it on there for the kids so I could play it with the kids. Um Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, I have it on the Switch, and I absolutely love it. Okay. That the kid's playing it with me. Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 is pretty awesome. I like that. 
And I have not done Ace Combat 7, which, cool, that uh, playing game ended up on there, and I've not played NBA 2K19. Alright, alright. Yeah, unfortunately, I've only played one, Resident Evil 2, and that game, like, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed that remake. From what I watched you play, I'd probably put that at number one. Uh, well, the only reason I put that at number one is because that's the one I've played. I've heard great things about Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, a, it's fantastic. And everything I've watched about it, it's amazing. So, I mean, even, like, just going from what I played, like, playing Red Redemption 1, watching people play Red Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, like, I would almost put that higher only because of what I know of, Res of, of Red Dead Redemption 1, and it was just amazing. Like, the fucking four horsemen of the... Well, the four horses of the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, like that was that seriously... Shit. That, that was the best edition of the game at the time, hands down. Like, going and finding those fucking four horses. Yeah, it was fun. I liked that a lot. And that fuck the final horse you get is so goddamn fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah I, I, I would say that's my one gripe for those games, actually, is that, like, your means of travel is so very limited in speed. Um, not that you shouldn't have to... You shouldn't have the ability to be able to explore the whole map in, like, ten minutes or anything, but... But what else did they have back then? I mean, wagon it was slower. Yeah, but like, I don't literally want to die of dysentery while I'm playing a game in which my character <laughs> might get it. Like, I'm I'm cool with the whole like it's realistic kind of thing. But some things, it's like there's a reason we've evolved. Okay, fuck a fuck a covered wagon, right? Yeah, there's a fast forward button on purpose. <laughs> that's that's ironically how I always seem to die in Oregon Trail as I never survive the dysentery. What do you got, Dave? Remember, kids, to, wash you, your hands when you poop. You were about to say something. So, again, I haven't played any of the games, but if I had to put them in an order that I would want to play them... Mm, that's Ace a good Com way to do it. Yeah, Ace Combat 7, by far. I've loved the Ace oh, yeah. Combat series. Oh, yeah, um, hands down. I after that, that would be Resident Evil 2, because I've seen the... That's the remake one. Mm -hmm. I want to play that really bad. Uh, I haven't had a chance. Red Dead would be number three for me. I didn't play the first one. I've seen some of the second one. I've seen the horse balls grow and shrink and all that because it's, you know, YouTube. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, then Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I don't know what the U Deluxe is, so I'll put that right under that. Then NBA 2K19 because, hey, a basketball game can be fun from time to time, and just strike Call of Duty off the list. I don't give a fuck. Touche. Okay. Uh, next question. Have you played Gary's Mod? What are your thoughts? Is it worth trying? Nope. <laughs> I haven't done it. I don't know what that is. It's fun. Yes. It's, it's not silly fun. It's worth a playthrough, or it's worth a play for about 15 minutes and then be done with it. Yeah, it's definitely not worth the money that they're asking for. It. When no. It to, yeah, when it used to be free... It was fantastic, and you uh -huh. could just screw around with it. It was a lot of fun to make up your own shit. Now they're asking money, but they did expand upon what you can do with it. Uh, I don't own the new one, but I've seen all the videos where they do the crazy shit with it and make their own little games out of it. It's interesting if you are somebody that likes a complete and utter sandbox experience or trying to build your own experience from a sandbox. All right. Well, moving on from there. Oh, Gear that's Geek. kind of cool, though. I just looked up what it was. That sounds cool. Oh, it's totally fun, man. 
Um, Gear Geek time. What is a pre-1980s car you'd like to have and rebuild? Also, would you do a restore or would you do a rest? Would you rest? Probably a restoration and add in oh, some modded stuff. Oh, restoration mod. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is kind of up my, my wagon, so I guess I'll go first. Um, a pre-1980s car, I would go a Hemi Cuda, preferably a 71. I would I would do a restore of that straight from stock because, and and then of course I would have like fifteen to thirty throwout bearings on standby because the things always went. Yeah, I would have one of those. Uh, I I I don't know if I would mod it so much. I might do some minor modifications and stuff like that. Supercharger maybe, but I wouldn't go like like full-on tuner mod like people do nowadays I, I would i would keep it fairly simple what about you d you got one i'd like to do a 69 mustang and just restore to a uh, factory you know just have a really nice classic car oh yeah that's hot that's definitely hot well you Danok? uh if i had a restored pre-1980s car i would sell it and buy the newest tesla that would smoke <laughs> all of your asses Hands down, no questions asked, and while I'll be sleeping in the front seat, I'll be good to go. Yeah, you know what? You would smoke all of our asses, but you wouldn't look nearly as cool in the process. I don't have to look cool or awesome or badass. I could be asleep in my Tesla and smoke you. Would you take it to space, though? Well, yeah, dude. They put the radiation plating on it. I'm not a fucking idiot. Ellen <laughs> Musk sent one to space like a boss. What, what about you, Article? Wait, did... It's pre nineteen eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Damoc just said he would sell Day-Mark the pre nineteen eighties car and oh, then get buy a, a Tesla. Car. He, yeah, he didn't really answer the question. He right. cheesed it. Well, I'm just gonna get a DeLorean then, <laughs> and then I'll be able to travel uh, to whatever fucking time I want. Yeah, but was it De- was a DeLorean pre nineteen eighties? I thought a DeLorean came out in eighty two. I don't know. I thought it was late seventies. I think. Well, it's like definitely eighties. I, I know that, but I think that there were seventy. You know. Back in seventies, yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, I cheese the question because I don't know shit about cars, man. I like having newer stuff when it comes to cars. It was released. It was released in nineteen seventy nine. I thought it was like 75. 1975. 1975. Really? Wow. Wait, or am I reading that wrong? Hold on a second. Let me look at the DeLorean. Sorry, that was the company. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the DeLorean that we're thinking of, like the Back to the Future car, was seventy five. Was when the guy started a company. Um. Yeah, they released him in uh, oh, yeah. through 1981 and 1983. Yeah, and then they there went we bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, then they just went. Pfft. Did they go bankrupt though, or did they travel through time? Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> First, they traveled forward. They found it. We fucked the planet. And they went way back and said, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, they did. Get some clean air, goddammit. <laughs> they went back to the Wild West. We're like, we're going with Doc Brown on this one. We're making a Heck train. Yeah. Oh man, the fucking what a terrible idea! Oh man, they could have screamed into like a school full of children when they went forward in time, you know, like with a fucking. <laughs> they would have done it in a DeLorean. Hell yeah! Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, stupid. It doesn't have the momentum of a fucking train. But when they went forward, like when they like, so when they put the flying things on the train and the DeLorean, that made so much more sense to me. Like, if you're gonna go forward or backwards in time, you want to be above the ground you want to be in the air right, because right. you don't know what the hell is going to be at ground level when you teleport there yeah. ocean perhaps you're about to say ocean at this point 
ocean, a mountain, you friggin', you know, you go back in time far enough, you're on Pangea and you're like, holy shit, there's like a mountain here. See, I've always, that's always been like, I think that's when most people would go back. Honestly, if they really could travel through time. I think a lot of people would want to go check out the dinosaurs. I would. Fuck yeah. I mean, I'd get promptly eaten, but I'd still do it. No, I'd, I'd go back to the time. I'd keep a mask so I can breathe, but I'd go all the way back to when you, right before you had like the first microorganisms. I take a dump in the water, and I would be like the <laughs> god of all creatures from that on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to rub one out in there. Well, that too. <laughs> Either way. All like, right. Next question. Next question. We got to we got to keep going, man. We got so many. All right. Uh, who was your first? We got to go back to that eventually. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll make a whole show about that. <laughs> who was the first video game crush? What? Ooh. Who was your first video game crush? Like Lara Tifa. Croft or whatever. Yeah, like video game character that she yeah. had a crush on. Tifa for me from Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. Play it. It was Lara Croft for me. I got that uh, PC gamer or not not PC gamer shit. That Nude Raider. Then. Yeah, not the Nude Raider, but the whatever the magazine was, and it had that three page fold out because it was like, look at these stunning graphics, and it was like that thing where it was Laura Croft in her nighty and it was like, oh, I gotta pin this on my wall. Pony bits. God, that's a good question, because, like, my like my knee-jerk reaction would be Samus, but I'm like, no, because... Oh, no, that is true. Weird. That is true, because, no, the Super Metroid, if you beat that game in under three hours, you see her at the very end in her bikini. Yeah, and I did. I did that multiple times. But I'm thinking back to Nintendo era. She was just in, like, this oh, yeah. leotard. And honestly, back in the Nintendo era, and even the Super Nintendo era, even like even seeing her in her bikini, it wasn't like like it was like, oh, cool, that's cute. It wasn't like a sexual thing for me in any way, shape, or form. I still say no cinema scene, there. cinema scene Tifa, jiggly boobies when the uh, airship was like getting rough. Yeah, I mean that was probably the first real sexualized. Oh, that's a tough one. I think I got to cop out on that. I, I really don't know. Yeah, like I have my no idea. Yeah, again, like my knee-jerk reaction is Samus, but there's no sexual like like now out of some of the art that's come out of of her in like zero suit and shit like that. Like, oh yeah, that's pretty hot. But definitely wasn't my first. That's a tough one. I might have to come back to that on a, on a later show and think about that one. Homework for Cecil. All right. Um. Next question. Uh. Oh, what about you? Oh yeah, you already mentioned it, David. Said Laura Croft. Uh. How. With how hyper-realistic graphics are, do you believe video games are desensitizing children to violence and gore? Not at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I was already desensitized before there was hyper-realistic graphics, to be perfectly honest. No. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's more violent movies and TV shows that are going well above and beyond that are desensitizing people. I also if disagree. Anything. I, I think it's the news in real life. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> if anything, it would be movies. If you look at crime as trends, it's continuing downward. Okay, this is, yep. even despite the fact that shows like Game of, Throp, uh, Game of Thrones wildly popular and incredibly gory, uh, video yep. games, all-time high sales, like we just saw, Call of Duty was one of the, you know, like these are violent video games, and yet crime isn't ticking upwards to follow those trends. So, No, you're it, right. It, there's no cause and effect there is all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that, you know, violent games are great and they might not cause any problems or whatever. Um, I, I personally like them because I know that I can decipher between what is real and what is a video game. 
you know, like that, that's just the way it is. Like, I think that people kind of are, are they're, they're towing a dangerous line here because they're basically trying to give the excuse out to people who do become violent that they can't, right? That they can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. And that I think is fucked up because that gives them like an out almost. And that's the kind of explanation that I just like, I really dislike when I hear it. But if yeah, it's, like, it's if, like, tell the truth, you hurt them on purpose. Right. But the, that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, that's my bias. If I'm presented with evidence that shows me strongly otherwise, then I'll consider that explanation. But so far, I haven't seen it. If anything, what the evidence has, what, what little bit of study that has been done and what little bit of, um, you know, like psychology, like children's psychologists, the only thing that they found is if anything, it helps, pe- it helps become an outlet to, and it, if somebody's prone to say a kid is prone to violence, it can actually delay the final, you know, violent out, you know, reaction because they're actually kind of getting some of it off their chest, so to speak. Well, yeah, and and the thing that uh, a lot of things that, like people that say like, well, you know, this kid got really really mad about this game or whatever. It's a uh, yeah. Be, a lot of times people get really mad when they feel they've been cheated, and in games it happens a lot. So, but you know, if 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 you lose at a game and you kill somebody because of it, it's not the game. You're fucked up to want to kill somebody over a stupid game. Yeah. <laughs> you already torqued in the head. Mommy and Daddy dropped you as baby too many times. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I would agree. I would say that I, I don't know that it's. I mean, desensitizing is a is kind of a broad term. Like, is it desensitizing? So, yeah, I mean, I think any exposure to violence in general will desensitize you. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it, man, like it's kind of like when you're working out. Like, if you don't work out ever, and then you go and work out, it hurts like hell. But if you keep working out. It doesn't hurt, kind of like the same thing. Like if if you're not exposed to violence, then yeah, you're sensitive to violence. But if you're around it, it doesn't bother you nearly as much. Well, that's the thing is, no. I don't think any of those people are actually around violence day to day. You know, like very few of them would be, just by the data. Well, like like here here's a here's a here's a personal for instance. So, like around guns. Like when I was when I was a kid, and I'd go over a friend's house and they had a gun and we we'd go out back and we'd do target practice or whatever. When a gun would go off, the loud noise would startle me. Yeah. Because it was loud and it was a gun and it startled me. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the more and more I've played video games now, and I haven't used firearms in a long, long time, and my brother and my father decided hey you know we're we've got pistols now we're gonna go fire them off at the firing range and nice. it was actually something that i noticed that when we went there and i put my earplugs in and you know as i'm putting my earplugs in my brother squeezes off a few rounds and i didn't jump i didn't i didn't like freak out i didn't get startled from it and i think that actually i i, I want to say that that's attributed to playing video games where i've got loud guns going off all the time and while they're not necessarily as realistic as, you know, nine millimeter going off three feet from you, I, I think that it desensitized me from that in that fact so that I didn't react so aggressively or, or not aggressively. Uh, so overreact. Ex- yeah. So exponentially to it of like, oh, my God, a gun just went off. Right. Like it was, it was like, like a reflex oh. before. Now it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So a, that, oh, man, a gun went off. Now it can I'm also, like, oh, a gun went off. That could just be due to age, man, because the brain does change over time. Yeah, and you know that could be it, but I, I, I mean, I've attributed to it. We can recondition him to jump. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You just yeah. Continue to shoot me yeah. every time a gun goes off. Oh, I was about to say, just one good shot in the knee. And... 
Yeah. This shit's gonna have, he's gonna be startled next time. Pavlov's dog. <laughs> Pavlov Cecil. Um All right, all so right. since we're talking about that part, quick story time with Damoc. Uh video games and movies and TV shows, ultraviolet shit. I've been watching it since I was a little kid. My dad never had any restrictions on it. I've watched horrible, horrible things. I've played terrible, <laughs> terrible video games. I joined the army, deployed twice. My second deployment, I saw some true nasty shit. Um, and that does not... The movies do not compare to real nope. up close and personal. Not I'm at all. I'm sorry, but no matter how, how realistic they've made it, that shit ain't nowhere near You're when you see something up close. You are not desensitized at all whatsoever until you see it up close. And now I have to laugh about it because the only way to deal with it is to laugh about it and make horrible jokes about it. But yeah. Right. It's a coping movies. mechanism we all end up you know, getting out yeah, so you don't lose your sanity. Yep. Yeah. No, so no. video games didn't do it for me. Movies didn't do it for it. Uh, but yeah, seeing it up close in personal in real life, nothing desensitized me until I actually saw it. Yes, yeah, I gotta say, for for the gore level, I, I would have to completely agree with that because there's been some screwed up things I've seen and no movie or video game could have prepared me for seeing a half-burnt body sticking out of a, right. a the back end of a truck. Reality is... Yeah, that sucks. And it smells terrible. Reality is stranger than friction. It, it kind of smelled like beef tips, to be perfectly honest. Not to me. I did not like the smell of burnt human flesh. It actually does stink, I think. Oh, no, it kind of makes me hungry. All right, note to self, Cecil's a cannibal. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next question. If you get paid $10,000 per pound, you get one punch, and you have to knock the animal unconscious or dead. What's the biggest animal you would choose? Human being. <laughs> what, like a 400-pound human? What What did they say? How much per pound? $10,000 per pound. Yeah, human being. There's more than enough money. To knock somebody unconscious? Come on. One punch, though? You can guarantee that you're going to knock them cold on one punch? Yeah. Yes, if you know where to hit. Definitely. I've done it many times. All right. All right. I was going to say anything less than a kangaroo. I wouldn't fuck with a kangaroo. I wouldn't even fuck with a small kangaroo, man. No, no. See, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Anything less than a kangaroo. I would not fuck with a kangaroo. Kangaroo is like, whoa, nope. That's that's the limit there. Don't fuck with a kangaroo. Anything yeah. less than That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't fuck with a joey. Like, those. No, they'll fuck you up, man. They're those claws that they got, man, those claws... Like, I don't care what the hell people say. Like, oh, look, it's buff. It's going to punch you. It's going to knock you out. No, those fucking claws, they're going to gore you to death. Yeah. What about you, Damoc? What do you got? Uh, well, I was just going to go with an obese teenager and try and take as much money as I could because I could knock a teenager out. <laughs> All right, human it is. All right, um, next question. Can... What? Can an ambidextrous person make an offhand <laughs> remark? What? What? I don't get to answer that. No, you don't. Question? You don't. I'm fucking going on. You, you, well, you went with human. But I wasn't gonna go with a human. All right. What do you got? Jesus Christ. What do you got? Fucking penguin. That's that rude. bitch ain't hit me back. You know, I'll fight you for that. <laughs> I will protect that penguin because I fucking like penguins. Okay. Dude, have you seen the fucking inside of penguins' face? Yeah, yeah, their mouth. <laughs> Those things are scary, ter- dude. That is the Terrifying. that is the making of nightmares right there, man. Yeah, I'll like knock it, him out, but I ain't letting him get near me that face. At least we know where that's where the John Carpenter's the thing resides now. Yeah, if I woke up and I saw that thing like bearing down on me, that would be it. I would just make peace with my maker and know that I am done. God damn it! I just googled it. What the fuck? 
Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. I was going to warn you not to do that, Taymok. It's pretty yeah, fucked up. The only way to stop that is with fire, just like John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing. Exactly. Fire or a bazooka. Yeah. Why do you think, why do you think BP spills so much oil there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should retract my statement. Maybe I won't punch a penguin. Yeah, they saw, they saw that fucking picture, and they're like, we've got to eliminate them from the planet. What about a really well-trained elephant? Fake it? Yeah. yeah. Like, teach it, like, look, man, I'm going to hit you, and you're just supposed to fall over. But you get some shit ton yeah, of peanuts. But you are going to have more fucking wine than you can imagine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dumbo. Man, that's some Siegfried and Roy shit right there, man. Come on. All right, back to back to Damox's question. Uh, can an ambidextrous person make an offhand remark? No, but I can make an off-color one. Yeah, it would be called an off-color remark at that point in time. Um, all right, blowing right past that one. Why do you? Why do they call him Donkey Kong if he's not a donkey? Did you see what he did to the donkey? You don't want to know. Yeah, this uh, is something I've always actually kind of wondered myself. Uh, like, what? He's neither a donkey nor is he a Kong. You know, like he he's a, a gorilla slash monkey that throws barrels. Hmm. I don't know why. Emperor oh, Google Miyamoto. Yeah, we just used, associated. Yeah, use donkey to convey stubborn in English. The name Donkey Kong was intended to convey stubborn ape. Hmm. Oh yeah, stubbornness. Yeah, like right there. Yeah, that, that, and it is. And English is like a second or third language, so you can, I can see the kind of they're trying to translate. Was that the bad translation or whatever? Like all your ships belongs to us or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but worse. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Stubbornness. Donkeys are stubborn. Yep. All right. Last question of the night. Why is it a penny for your thoughts, but you put your two cents in? Penny for your thoughts? Because you just got a penny Mm -hmm. for your thoughts. I'm going to say inflation. No, so if if your thoughts are worth a penny, right, and somebody is giving saying a penny for your thoughts, they're giving you a penny, and that's why you put your two cents in, because now you have two cents. That's... Equal, it's an equal trade. Way of looking at it. Yeah, okay. All right. But to say, I ain't got no sense. <laughs> well, some, some piggy banks are broken. <laughs> this one is. It's got a hole in the bottom. Wouldn't believe. Oh, Jesus. I always thought it was uh, somebody says, hey, a penny for your thoughts, and they only want half of your fucking thought, and you always just go overboard and tell them way more than they really wanted to hear. So you give them two cents instead of a penny. Let me tell you this, though. A penny for your thoughts, they do not want you to flick a penny hard at them. They right. get pissed. Well, See, in, now- in reality, it's supposed to be a humble expression, right? You're just saying, like, oh, this. You're, what you're essentially saying is, like, this probably isn't worth much, but here, here are my thoughts, right? I don't know. If I'm saying a penny for your thoughts, I'm saying you're a dumbass, motherfucker. Penny for thoughts. So here, here's, something, here's something mildly funny about my ignorance as a child, and actually <laughs> into my teens, ironically. <laughs> and into adulthood for me. <laughs> well, when they were saying, I put your two cents in, I always thought they, they weren't saying cents as in right. two coins. I thought they were saying cents as in... Spidey like sense. My se- well, no, like my senses, like sight, sound. So when you were saying I was giving my two cents, I was always interpreting that as they were giving their observations from multiple angles. Like I was giving you my sight and sound. I was giving you my taste and touch. That type of description. So for the longest time, that's how I always... You have to pick two? 
Well, well no, <laughs> I, I give I, you I, my taint. I mean taste. It's like, yeah, like what if you pick taste and smell? <laughs> well, I always interpreted that as in I was giving you, I was giving you more because I was giving you instead of just giving you what I saw, I gave right. you what I saw and heard, which is more well thought out. Yeah, or I wasn't giving you what I smelled or what I tasted. I was giving you what I smelled and tasted. It sounds like something like I I was like only incorporating it that way. Sounds like something only Helen Keller could say and be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like so so growing up up until about my mid-teens, I thought that that's what it was saying. Just like for like for instance, I thought for all intents and purpose, purposes Oh yeah, yeah. I always thought that was intense like like banging intense, like camping outdoors, intense for all intents and purposes. Yeah. I always thought that that was what it was. For all you homeless out there. Until all of a sudden I like actually read like a book that yeah. had it written down and I went, oh, oh, that's what that is? <laughs> Whoops. So, so like that was just, you know, a, a miscommunication on my part. But that's what I always thought like that. Put your two cents in. I always thought Next. Like that. Next blockbuster movie. It is Cecil as Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> yeah, that's some Amelia Bedelia shit right there. Uh, yeah, lame, I know, but that that's, you know, just where I always thought it came. So the penny for your thoughts thing and the put two cents in, they never went together in my mind because they were two separate things completely. Hmm. For me now, I cannot think of a penny for your thoughts without seeing in my head Yoda doing that seagulls, uh, a bad lip reading. <laughs> penny seagulls. for your thoughts. Stop it now. I, I said seagulls. I don't know what that is. But I gotta see it. <laughs> oh, you're, <laughs> you're gonna have to... We're googling that for you, and you're going to have it for another show. On YouTube. that note, D, where can people find you? At? People can find me at my website, microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S dot com. You can also find me on microbrewgamers, my YouTube channel. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. And, of course, I've got my own Discord, and I'm usually on the GNA Podcast Discord, along with Yadud Gamer, Slow Speed Run, Josh of All Trades. Just look at Microbrew Gamers with Zine 7S. You'll pretty much find me wherever I am. Rock on. Game. What about you, Article? Where can people find you at? Right here at This Is Article, uh, Instagram at I Got Cronies, and Xbox Live at Outstanding CF2. Nice. What about you, Jamok? Where can people find you at? Ah, uh, you know, I'm running a new website. It's called daymock.net. Go there, support my girls if no, you're in Russia. Do not go there. <laughs> no, you'll find me trolling the Discord, as always. Goddamn, don't go there, and please don't click on the rubber band one. Jesus Christ. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. Ready for you can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, uh, PlayStation, um, Xbox discord everywhere like fucking every uh so we hope you avoid uh, we hope you enjoyed the show don't forget to rate review and subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast uh application uh reviews help people find the show so if you enjoy listening to us let other people you can find us on itunes google play music podcast addict stitcher player fm spreaker my tuner your listen and spotify which actually I've started listening to us on Spotify, ironically, because I have Spotify Premium, so I listen. Uh, if we're not somewhere, let us know. We'll upload there. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show, in, game show night. In fact, if you're listening to the show, we just had a game show night via Saturday. 
where we do Jackbox games and give away free Steam codes to anybody who wins. Ironically, we're giving away free stones to pretty much anybody who plays right now because we have so many frigging Steam codes. They're coming out of our ear. And those Steam codes are actually presented by Hum Humble Bundle is a game sharing service or a game purchasing service, just like uh, any place else you can think of. But it's got a little bit of a twist. When you buy a game or a bundle from Humble Bundle, they actually donate to charity. So um, they get a little slider on there, and you can decide how much you want to give to charity, how much you want to give to the developers, or to Humble Bundle. If you put the question mark partner equals GNA Podcast all the way at the end, that'll actually tell them that we sent you. Uh, when you get those sliders, you'll also have a slider for GNA Podcast. We ask that you take that slider and put it all the way down to zero. We don't want your money. We just want them to know that we sent you there. Little thing so we can say, hey, this is how much we made for charity. But they've also they've, they've got other things that are just like the bundles. You can also buy, if you're going to buy a game, go check out Humble Bundle because they may have the game there and you can support charities while you're doing it. And just put that question mark partner equals GNA Podcast at the end. And that. And I am looking to see how much we sold and actually stall right now. Yeah, there's that. Um, and it's going to load here in just a second. Hey, so, so far, so uh, the month of March, we made $36.82 for charity, which, hey, pretty cool. Uh, do you like anime? Because we do. Every Sunday at 19.30 Eastern Standard Time, we do an anime night hosted by Zyberblood. We do it on Rabbit, R-A-B-B.I-T forward slash GNA podcast. Our current anime is Hajimo no Ippo, and I'm not sure if we're going to stick with this one or we're going to switch it up. We've been watching this one for a while. Uh, Blue is supposed to come back, but... Um, I don't know. We, we might uh, we might do it again this Sunday just to just to knock it out and get it, you know get some more done when he comes back. But we are on episode I think 53. Jesus Christ, we're on episode 53. There's only like 75 episodes in this. I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll probably talk on anime night and finish up to episode 75 or switch it up. Either way, I don't know. I enjoy. Uh, yeah, there's that. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. He couldn't be with us tonight because, well, he's a bitch. Email us at gnapodcast at your gna and your dna.1 with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, check us out, our, check us out at our website at According to everybody at GNA, or GNAPodcast.com. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. I love you. Guys, thank you for joining me on the show. Have a great night. Have a good night, dude. <laughs>